You're listening to the Bookkeepers Podcast, sponsored by Go Proposal by Sage. I've been a student of value pricing for many years now. Understanding pricing has helped me to transform our firm's results and build a firm that can run without me. A key tool we use for pricing in our firm is Go Proposal. It allows us to build the price in person with the prospect and send out a proposal and engagement letter immediately, which has saved us hours from how we used to do it before. Not only that, but being able to create a standardized pricing system within the software means everyone on my team can use it, freeing me up from being the bottleneck. If you're not using GoProposal already, I highly recommend you check it out. Head to goproposal.com forward slash sign up for your free trial. Now over to the latest episode of the Bookkeepers podcast. Hi everyone, welcome to the Bookkeepers podcast. Thanks for joining us everyone who's live. Um, It's really great to see you. Um, Thanks for the message from our new sponsor, Joe. Really excited to be sponsored by GoProposal by Sage now. And we are really excited to be joined today by Stuart Miller from Zero, who Stuart has just told me his very long job title. I've already forgotten it. And I've written down Stuart, head of product, and then I've run out of Oh, the, the, unnecessary, the, un, the unnecessary long job title is uh, Head of Product Compliance and Industry Engagements. Amazing. Whoa. Sorry, Stuart, amazing. about that. How are you? You look yeah. like so ready for a podcast. For anyone who's listening to this rather than watching the video, Stuart just looks like he's meant to podcast all day. So um, <laughs> great to see you. No, thank you very much for having me. I'm really looking forward to uh, today's discussion. I love we've just had a message saying I recognize Stuart the white glasses and beard of course I mean so you're obviously well known um so Stuart tell us a little about I mean obviously we have your job title but what does it mean what do you do day to day for zero so it's a bit of a sort of a 50 50 role my responsibility is zero is making sure and supporting our product teams to ensure our products conform with regulatory requirements um in the UK and as part of our EMEA region as well um, but I also work closely with people like HMRC, Companies House, to try and sort of help zhuzh them along in some of their projects, provide sort of assistance and guidance, along with sort of other other software vendors, uh, to make sure that we can execute plans, provide them with feedback, and not only feedback from Zero's standpoint, but also feedback from our users, because we like mm-hmm. to see that you know we're the bridge between your, our small businesses, our bookkeepers, our accountants, just to make sure that their voice is heard because again without without you guys without the bookkeepers without the the businesses you know we we could build something that we think is great and is actually pointless so that's why we want to work in collaboration but also make sure the voices of those businesses are heard in HMRC and they um, take on board some of that rationale Amazing. I mean, I think the topic for t- the topic for today is MTD. And I really feel like, you know, our voices as in the bookkeeping community do need to be heard. And I think we're really grateful to hear that software vendors are having those conversations on our I mean, you know, Joe and I are part of a lot of conversations with different parties and we know that these conversations are happening, but it is something that's really looming. And I'm excited today to talk about a bit of an update about what's happening. And you mentioned the word zhuzhing things along. And I feel like this definitely is something where HMRC maybe needs a little zhuzh along. So it's going to be a good one. <laughs> I, love, I love the word zhuzh. We, we always um, we always talk about zhuzhing and, and we n- never know how to spell it. So I'd love to know how you properly spell it because it sounds great, but it's really hard to spell. Um, so yeah, Stuart, I actually met with um, some of the head of, in zero uh, like ash gibson and i went to their offices in king's cross the other week and they were doing exactly that asking me 
for you know some insight into what the bookkeeping community needed and I actually you know went out to my bookkeeping community and said what if you know I'm going to be speaking to these people at zero what do you want them to know and they gave us loads of feedback and loads of questions it was really nice to go and speak and I, I'm seeing that shift definitely in zero that are coming out and asking us what it is and, and I was speaking to them about MTD and about something in particular which is something that um, I think needs addressing and definitely from this is coming from the bookkeeping community and maybe not the accountants community is the fact about um, agency around MTD and whether there will be anything where we can get dual agency because obviously being an agent for HMRC um, we as bookkeepers are looking at I work with accountants and I love working with my accountancy partners and I see that this role with MTD you know with the quarterly returns and maybe the final is like a bit like VAT we would do the quarterly returns and then maybe at the end the with the tax calculations and the accountants knowledge at that point they might do the final submission but it looks like at the moment there's only you can only have one agent dealing with MTD and they're hoping to bring it in dual agency from 2025 but a year down the line which might mean that the bookkeepers that are ready and rearing and set up to do these quarterly submissions might not have the ability to do it if the accountant who does the tax return is going to be the agent and it means it'll be slowing down the process so that's something that I spoke to them about and they were like HMRC need to know this we need to be speaking about this and this is why it's so important to have people like yourself here and like people in the comments please ask your questions what is it that you want to know this is why you know this is why we're here to be your voice and uh, get these things across but I mean have you heard about this agency thing have you got any opinions on it? I mean, yeah, it's something we've been working, and again, it's 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 not like this was a teed up question or anything. This is something no. we've been working on with HMRC recently. We actually have a um, BASDA, which is like all the software vendors together, as like an industry body, a meeting of HMRC tomorrow. And one of the top two things, along with joint uh, property ownership, is this multiple agent piece. And I know the ICB have also been pushing HMRC on this, and the same for us. Yeah. You know, and, and as you rightly said, Joe, at the moment, bookkeepers may use their their clients login credentials to do the, the the VAT update and then the the tax preparer uses their agent credentials but going forward into MTD HMRC's goal is to know who's pressing the button sending which data why who's responsible for everything and I think the realization has come in especially in the last six to 12 months where they've been consulting with with vendors they've realized that oh there is a big community out there of bookkeepers and I think it's the incorrect perception, which I get from HMRC, which might just be the, the views of me and not anyone else uh, from Zero, is that they've undervalued the role of the bookkeeper, whereas the bookkeeper is the driving force behind MTD. I think what needs to be from the narrative standpoint is there needs to be a split between who really will be dealing with the quarterly updates who will be dealing with the end of period statement, which is essentially the adjusted profit comp, and who's going to do the final declaration, which is essentially replacing um, the current self-assessment return. And when you look at the quarterly updates, a lot of the partners in, in larger practices we've spoken to, they've gone, oh, it doesn't matter to our tax department. This is our bookkeeping team's function. They'll do the bookkeeping, they'll do the quarterly update, and we're off to the races. Great. But HMRC, I think, because of their sort of their outdated software and they're working hard to address it because they know to make MTD a success, they need to bring forward that 25 release date to 6th of April, 2024, because 
they're going to need as much support as they can get from the bookkeeping community and from the accountants and, and anyone, to be fair, to, to make this a success. You know, it really is a team effort. There's no denying that the concept of MTD is is ideal. It follows what we're seeing globally. We're following the digital trends. It's going to make life so much easier for businesses to have all that real-time information. But the execution to date hasn't been of the level that we'd expect of a large government department rollout. Oh my goodness, this is really interesting. You guys, you know, we were talking about, um, we Joe was mentioning about like the process. It's like a progress thing, right? Like since we started this community in 2020, we've really been focusing on helping bookkeepers sort of level the playing field, like have that belief, change the mindset. Joe and I are speaking at um, Accountex next week and our talk is actually about why do accountants charge more than bookkeepers? Like we really want to explore like why there is such a mindset shift and this isn't helping like because the, you know, the, the result of only having this one agency is going to be the default goes, well, the accountant will look after this. And actually it's our bookkeeping community who are saying look, we're ready. We're going to be doing this. They're the people who are, educating their clients that this is coming when their clients aren't hearing it from anywhere else they're the ones who are ready to do that work they're having the meetings with the clients all the time so um yeah it is it's a conversation we've got to keep having yeah and, and certainly i think any time the conversation of mtd comes round, and um, we, we met with um the ciot um, a couple of weeks ago just to run through what we've done with our um our mtd beta which is where we've got people into the pilot of hmrc and we're running it through and obviously the narrative around MTD at the moment is the, oh no, it's six filings, it's six tax returns. But in reality, the actual submission of the quarterly updates, I think the longest it's taken one of our users to do is like a, a matter of seconds. You press the button, provided you've got the digital records and the bookkeeping is done and up to date. And that's where it needs to have the focus shift, both on HMRC's educational materials and potentially the rep bodies. Well, and obviously, as we said, we mentioned the ICB, they're already pushing for this because they've realized that the bookkeeping community is actually the driving force behind MTD. Yeah, 100%. I'm not taking away from our tax agents and those accounts preparers because they do a, a really valuable job as well. But when it comes to the quarterly filing for MTD, digital record keeping, is ultimately a bookkeeping function. And that's why yeah. if you've got 4.2 million businesses and landlords and partnerships needing to do digital record keeping, that's a bookkeeping function. So the fact that, as you said, it's really encouraging that these conversations being had and HMRC have identified that this is one of the top you know, issues to make sure we get MTD over the line. And mm -hmm. I, I'm hoping that you know as as more vendors again listen to our users and listen to bookkeeping community that we're going to continue to push this and hmrc will get it over the line and i think they are close because if you look at some like the big four where they can start segmenting which of their staff members can see which clients and have multiple people submitting different things you know i know i'm not a developer and i know my developer colleagues would hit me with a crowbar for suggesting that it's simple because i know it's not but conceptually Multiple people doing different things for one business is ingrained in HMRC's system. They just need to find a way to tease that out and getting getting that multiple agency available for, for you know, to make sure a business can meet their obligations. And more importantly, we see across every HMRC piece of correspondence, do not share your gateway credentials with anyone. This is confidential information. And then if the agent's using their login details, it's then down to that awkward sort of icky conversation with the bookkeeper to then say oh if you need me to submit your VAT for you please could I have your top secret user ID and password which is frowned upon by rep bodies and HMRC but 
not against regulation but i would see going forward as we go into this like more you know digital model everyone's going to have to have that digital login so hopefully they'll be able to get it before 24. Oh, let's hope so. And I'm really pleased that you're out there banging the drum for us as well. Um, something interesting that I had a conversation with my son last night. Um, he has started a, started a new job this week at a traditional accountancy firm. But I say traditional, I mean, bricks and mortar, but actually they seem that they're, they, they've been around for decades, but they seem that they're like, up with things you know that everything's on zero they are you know they he's the signs up on dress for the day you're about to have so he's gone in with jeans and a jumper today you know it's not all it's not old school uh they're trying their best and he is in he's been placed in the outsourced accounts department like role and he is um dealing with zero and he's doing the bookkeeping for firms uh, for for uh, clients and so i said to him so how are you doing? Like, okay, because you've worked with, he's been working for two years with us and he has been pushing everything through um, invoice receipt capture and then doing the bank rec in zero. And he said, I've been doing some bank recs. And I said, is it the same different? He went, mom, it's all cash coding. They don't have any records to back up anything. And I'm like, what? And he's like, there's not, there's not an invoice inside. They just don't. And, the, and so I think what this is going to show as well, when the digital records turn up, from accountants compared to bookkeepers, what is going to be the quality? Are, are the bookkeepers going to finally get placed next to the accountants and the fact that we are professional and the record keeping is going to be so much better from us? Like there's going to be proof and, you know, PDF attachments to every single transaction because I know we've got our own bookkeepers, me and Zoe. Our, we outsource our bookkeeping to members of our community because we know that they will hold us accountable. We can't get away with anything. And that's what I love. And we wouldn't want to. And we take photos and we upload in things all the time. So I think actually, what are HMRC going to do when they see that there's actually going to be quite a lot of difference in the quality of the record keeping and the information being a help? I think it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a massive bonus to their end goals and, and the digital um, sort of future that they're looking for. And I think this is the interesting thing that you said, you, MTD is just the start of this big digital transformation. You know, we saw the announcement a couple of years ago of the government's 10-year digital tax admin strategy. Um, I mentioned this at ZeroCon when I was um, with a sit-down panel with Joe Rowland, who's sort of their head of transformation. And I worry a little bit that people sit there and go, well, MTD is just, that's the end game. It isn't. It's getting that digital information and in increasing that quality and hmrc's goal is yeah fantastic their view is it's going to help reduce the tax gap but if people haven't been claiming things they could have done before because we can now have that information it could go either way but the most important thing is it's going to provide those businesses with more accurate records the ability to act on impulse and as you said the level of the data which the bookkeepers can then provide the accountants with because we're all going to have to be using these digital tools um, to make sure we comply with the regulations, it's going to make the accountant's job so much easier to do tax planning, to do IHT planning, to, to do anything that they need to add value to the clients because they've got that 100% accurate data with nothing missing. From my practice days, there was nothing worse than getting, first of all, just a, a, a shoebox of paperwork, or we've all got that client who we've had come in um, they're a smoker, they hand you everything in their, their paper bag. And by the end of it, you're like washing your hands seven times when you're processing all of those receipts and the Mars bar wrappers that come in there. 
And to be able to move away from that, to be in that digital age, I think can only benefit all parties, the business, the bookkeeper, and like the tax accountant at the end. I think it's going to be really interesting for HMRC to see. And from their standpoint, if they ever need to launch an investigation, everything's there. Oh, what's this £23,000 purchase in this, um, you know, this florist's books? Oh, they haven't lost the invoice. They've got it here. Great. Oh, it's for X, Y, or Z. And it's just going to be much better for the businesses to have that stuff in real time. Oh my gosh, I completely agree. And do you know what? We've been saying this for such a long time. The value, the value of the way that we do bookkeeping just means that businesses can do better things with their information. Like they know the numbers, they can use it, they can make decisions. And this is part of that um, conversation around understanding the value of bookkeepers and bookkeepers charging properly. We forget that this is the, the goal isn't to just put invoices in some software the goal is to help the clients understand what's going on in their businesses and 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 if they're only doing that once a year putting that data in however it's going in um donna's said this is shocking that there are no records attached um and and it you know but it's just not how we expect to work like you know so it's um we know like what we would be doing to make sure those records it's now understanding oh okay this is actually super valuable and i think mtd is like the kind of it's almost like the excuse to show clients the worth of everything that we're doing. Like we've been waiting for this for so long. Um, I think there was a conversation a little while ago about, you know, um, I can't remember what, I can't remember exactly the context, but it was about, you know, how do bookkeepers feel about MTD? Like we are ready. Everyone is ready because this is such a good opportunity to show what we do. Like we're saying to our community all the time, talk about it in your marketing, educate your clients, tell them everything you're hearing, share it with them. Like just, you know, keep that conversation going. Something I'm really aware of, though, Stuart, is this is moving like it's there are lots of conversations happening, lots of meetings that you're involved in. And I think it might be because we're busy doing the day to day work in our businesses. It's difficult to stay up to date with like what's happening, what's the latest, who's doing this. And maybe there are people watching this who are thinking, oh, I don't know, like what's the latest update and how do I stay up to date with this and what do I need to know so I can pass it on to my clients? So how would you recommend people find that information um, so that they they are up to date all the time and they're able to be part of the conversation as well you know how can they um, get their view across to HMRC and the parties you know their professional bodies and all of the parties involved. Uh, definitely and I think that's the most important thing keeping up to date with things because as we've seen so far the only things that have really hit the headlines are delays. We had a delay around this time last year we switched from going from it's at a VAT the first time round when it was all introduced back in 2015. So as you said, I think it's it's quite tricky to keep up with everything. Um, Earlier this year, they published the first run of um, It's a Notices, which is very similar to the VAT 722 notice that was released last year. And again, we the cry out from all parts of, you know, all stakeholders in this project was, these It's a Notices do not provide enough detail for us to be able to provide to our, to our, our clients. It's difficult to say, what is actually a digital record? How do I need to have some kind of digital journal for a scale charge? How do I record this? And at the moment, there is no update. HMRC have promised, probably potentially with fingers crossed behind their back, but they, their, their intention, their goodwilled intention is to have these updated guidance released by the end of the year. As for what's actually changed so far, we're still at threshold of £10,000 of turnover for sole traders, landlords, quarterly updates. Everyone's got the same quarter. We're all running within from the 6th of April 
uh, to the 5th of July. So we're off to the races with that and quarters going on from there. Um, we'll ignore basis period reform for the time being and see what that impacts. But I suppose the best way to keep up to date at the moment, because HMRC is still in their pilot phase, they're not exactly pushing this information. There's the occasional bit of headline in the agent update that HMRC send out. So if um, if people watching today or listening um, online haven't done so, if you look on the HMRC website, you can subscribe to get the agent update emailed to you on a monthly basis. So again, if there's any updates from OMTD for it so or VAT, they'll include those in there. If you are using software, for example, from a, obviously I can only speak from a zero standpoint, but obviously I know that other vendors do the same thing. We have our own MTD hub on our website, you know, and, and always if there's a question about MTD, just reach out to our support team. You know, I've, I, I've, I've worked in practice for 20 years. I had four years out at another software, a smaller software vendor. And I don't think I've ever met a group of people in a software firm who are so, you know, knowledgeable of a subject matter when they're building things, which is why it's so exciting in a really nerdy way to work at zero. Because I came and I thought, will there be people who can have nerdy jokes about tax? You know, we sat there during the mini budget having a a lovely time with jokes, a miserable time with what it did to, to the pound, but a lovely time with knowing what to do and acting instantly of what do we need to give to our users? It's the same thing for MTD. Um, we've opened up our our own beta so if anyone wants to try and join up or have clients who want to join the pilot they can and it's just speaking to your software vendor because as you said at the moment hmrc aren't sending any correspondence out and it's really it's really hard as you said for the bookkeeping community who are working long hours it is as it is and as you mentioned zoe zoe it, ultimately not of the same fee level as they should be and then you guys are going to be responsible for, for educating the, these clients. So software vendors, fantastic. HMRC do have some resources. They do continually update their pages on gov.uk. Um, but really, as I said, it's it's a self-taught thing at the moment. Obviously, none of our clients are being sent any information say, oh, by the way, in 18 months' time, you must do this. And that's to those people... Um, who are just still still keeping like the shoebox clients, those who are still using Excel. And again, you know, Excel is still permissible on this. You know, I, I remember speaking to a couple of bookkeepers at uh, an event I was at earlier this year, and someone said to me, oh, but it's a real shame. I've got these, I've managed to transform most of my clients onto software. Fantastic. But I've just got these three people who are still on spreadsheets, and I don't know how I'm going to move them. I'm, I might have to give them up as clients. And it's like, but you can still use spreadsheets. We don't obviously recommend it because you lose, you lose the ability to have those PDF captures, those receipts, those additional tools that third-party software brings you. But it's just that misconception that digital links and digital record keeping excludes those spreadsheets. And again, you know, I would probably be shot with a cannon if I suggested don't use anything other than third-party software. But if you do have a couple of those customers and a couple of those clients who are really struggling to get third-party software. Maybe they're sort of two years off retirement. They're close to it, but they they want to go in 2026. And you can't get them a digital exclusion because they're keeping beats on the spreadsheet. Just keep them there. And I think one of the other things um, through speaking to partners and, and sort of keeping up to date on things, don't be so hard on yourselves. Uh, again, at, like, at these events, I've spoken to bookkeepers who have, that I, that they're really panicking about mtd they're getting really stressed about it and they're, they're like 
I don't know if my my clients are going to want to move on to software. I'm so worried I'm going to lose fee income about this. And I know it's very easy for me to say on the on the other side of the fence, but there's going to be so many more businesses who are going to need good bookkeepers to help them through this and navigate through these windows. And as long as you can keep up to date with the information that's available, that that's the best everyone can that can do. And I, I hate seeing I, I, the worst thing I find is like customers and clients and businesses who they come into the, the my practice days and they're petrified. They're petrified of getting it wrong. Mm-hmm. And, at the end, and at the end of the day, digital tools will hopefully remove that. Nobody likes change. Nobody likes transitioning to, to a more techni- technological age. But if I think the best thing I said to um, some, an old relative of mine who runs a little bakery, and they're um, just having to panic about the digital shop, who's now using like sum up as a contactless reader. They use facial recognition to sign onto their phone. It's a case of you've already done the hard part. All you've got to do now is just do the same, but with your books and records mm-hmm. or reach out for a bookkeeper. Yeah. Do you know what I think um, when you were talking about bookkeepers being like afraid of MTD and, you know, it's uh, having the conversations with clients and things, one of the the objections maybe that comes up the most, so I think one of the things people talk to us about the most is I'm going to take people from potentially doing one tax return every year and um, getting paid once by those sort of smaller clients. And now I'm going to have to say to them, well, actually, although they know deep down, they can support their clients better if they're doing monthly bookkeeping with them and, you know, being in touch more regularly. Um, it's the it's the perceived resistance from those clients of going into a new system process where they're going to be at least quarterly updating this information. And then the view that potentially they're going to be charging more for that. And I think it's that conversation is what a lot of people are afraid of. And like you said, Stuart, HMRC aren't sharing this as openly with anyone. So we're the ones bringing it to our clients' attention. We're the ones then going to be raising our fees. But then it, it's not our, it's not out, it's not out of our doing. But we're the what being the messengers, and it's a very much of a case of don't shoot the messenger. We're just letting you know what's happening. And I, so I think that's um, that's why it's it's a shame that HMRC aren't supporting us more with the messaging and giving us things to explain and be there and let's say this is what hmrc are saying um it's it feels like we're trying to grab all information together that we can share with our clients but we are the ones sharing kind of the bad bad news they're not helping us and saying this is what how we'll benefit you in the future keepers as here's a thing we're making everyone in the whole country do and oh great news these people are going to tell you how to do it because at the moment people are getting their education from tv ads i think about you can do digital bookkeeping while you're asleep i don't know what the ad is but you know what i mean so it's like how do we help it, we need HMRC maybe to come on the podcast and uh, and start spreading the word for us so that we can then go and be the kind of the good cop, I suppose, behind like helping out with how this actually works. Yeah, exactly. You need to be the solution to the problem. And in a in a time where everyone is very mindful of of their own costs for their business, having someone come to them and say, hello, Mr. Stevens, I need to do this for you, but I'm going to have to meet you four times a year now rather than once what is this making tax digital you talk of? Is this something you're doing for your for your bookkeeping organization, for your bookkeeping practice? Why are you now wanting to see me three times, four times a year? 
And as you said, it's it's a really difficult sell. But I think on the and on, again on the subject of pricing, we've mentioned sort of that the the slight trepidation going speaking to our clients and saying, "I'm afraid I'm going to have to now see you four times a year rather than once." I think it's going to be really interesting, especially when you start looking at fees where you've got the larger practices who've got their own in-house bookkeeping teams and how those fees are going to rise. Because as you said, once a year, okay, it's a crazy amount of work to do. And again, I think that's the thing that people don't value about the bookkeeping community, the amount of work and diligence. It's not as simple as people think it is. It's the same thing as like payroll departments. Oh, it's just processing a couple of figures. It really isn't. And it's the same thing for bookkeeping. Genuinely, I think this will help build the reputation and prestige, and rightly so, of the importance of a bookkeeper. And I really think that the fee structure, when those practices who've got in-house bookkeeping teams start seeing the value it brings, and to use an example of an accounting partner who's from um, a zero user from a top 10 practice who we spoke to, um, uh, he's going to be on our panel at uh, Countex next week as well uh, with my colleagues uh, Amy Farr and Sam C doing a session. Some of their jobs now, because they've got a decent bookkeeping department, have gone down from 40 hours to four, purely based on the bookkeeping. And they've realized as time goes on, the costs for that bookkeeping, whilst it still isn't as high as like that top level advisory R&D work, you know, contingency fee based work, some practices are doubling their bookkeepers' fees because the long term, the end-to-end goal of it, they've they've saved so much time. And I think that's the same thing that when people start saying potentially, oh, I'm going to move from pounds X per hour or, or per month or per quarter to this, it's going to become more acceptable because the value of the work undertaking is going to be so much greater. If someone can say, I've got fantastic books and records because my bookkeeper is, you know, top level, we're really happy with what we've got. And you can then pass that on to the accountant and it takes them an hour to do the tax return rather than 10. And then that accountant goes, oh, look at the massive margin we've made on doing that tax return. He, he. I know that's not how it works in reality, but, you know, don't let the truth get in the way of a good story. Um, I think that's where it's going to allow essentially the leveling up of the value of the work that bookkeepers bring. And it's, as we said before, it is imperative to the future of business, the future direction of digital transformation in the digital age we're in, that bookkeeping is going to be at the forefront of this. And it's going to be the potentially the higher value service. Looking to the future, I mean, we're talking sort of 10 years down the line from here, sort of with our sort of gazing to our fictional tax crystal ball, but we're seeing it in other regions. We're seeing a lot of pre-population of data. So let's say in the UK in the future, we can already pre-pop or at least pull down employment income. HMRC already know bank interest, and there's going to be ability to pull that into the tax return. And it's going to be the same for dividends in the future. So let's say I've got a client who's got a sole trade business, and we do their tax return. We've got a bookkeeper to do all the hard work. And then the rest is just going to be pulled down. It's going to be pre-populated. So whilst there's going to be different works, the tax department is going to switch from more of a compliance to an advisory function. The bulk of the work is going to be done by the bookkeeper. Because if everything else is just going to be pulled down and populated into a tax return, or what's going to be the final declaration in the future, and the, the taxpayer just has to go, yep, happy with that. All the work's been done by the bookkeeper to get to that stage. 
So it's going to be like a bit of a role reversal for the, oh, well, the bookkeeper's got to do this and we'll do all the adjustments. We'll do the adjusted profit comp. Then we'll do the tax return. But if the bookkeeper does the end of period statement as well, and does all the adjustments, the tax return, if pre-population comes in, is pretty much done. So then those very basic tax return clients can either self-serve the tax return themselves or their accountant will provide them with advisory on here's how we can save your get you down to the basic rate with pension contributions child child tax credits etc and work their way through and do and work their magics within the realms of the regulations but it is a really interesting time and i genuinely mean it when i say it it's a such an exciting time to be in the bookkeeping space and and, and like you've both mentioned so far I've met people and, and professional colleagues uh, in the early part of my career when you say, oh, what, what do you do in this firm? And they go, I'm, I'm a bookkeeper. So, no, we want people to be like, I'm a bookkeeper and I'm proud of being a bookkeeper. I'm the leading function behind this business. And I think MTD is going to be the opportunity which allows bookkeepers to actually have that spotlight in them for the great work that they do. As long as HMRC help and support us in that journey to raise the importance of the work of digital record keeping. Wow. I hope you're saving some of these for sound bites, Zoe. I mean, there's some <laughs> there's some amazing bits here, um, bigging us up. And it's it's so and I and do you know what I see as well? I mean, we are very much we have we've got lots of accountants in our community and we are never we, we're all about leveling up. Um, and we're not about like dissing the account that I, I work with in the account. I don't want to do that tax stuff. Someone else said, you know, I don't want to do deferred tax. Oh my goodness. Like just because I can. And the thing is just because you could, because of software, you know, doesn't mean you should. And you've got to know where your um, experience and where you can add value. And I think if the accountants out there that um, want to utilize bookkeepers to help them with their systems and processes to get the accurate record keeping. I was just thinking about the conversations I have, like because even my most basic tax returns that we deal with, we still do monthly bookkeeping for. And the kind of things that we pick up on that maybe wouldn't if it was just left for once a year are things where they've spent money personally and it's not gone through the business bank account and they didn't realize that they could claim for that. And we know we're not an accountant, but we know what can be claimed for. And we can help the business owner have better, more accurate records because we're having those conversations, more touch points throughout the year. And I'm really hoping, I know the accountant that I work with is like, wow, what you produce is amazing. And my job is so much easier when we produce the working papers. Yes, he does the tax comps. And yes, he does that, you know, advisory uh, different element. But we advise throughout the year on multiple things. And it's about coming together and using the strengths that we all have and benefiting the whole economy, not just, it's not just about us and them. We can do this together. And that's why I think it's so important we have this dual agency to, uh, to allow this greater connection in the whole space um, to benefit everybody else. So I'm, I'm, I'm loving, I'm loving this conversation. It's gone in a bit of a different way to what we usually do. We usually like talk about like the nuts and bolts, but I like this like kind of thought leadership about this subject and how, um, how if we're given and I think this is a real like HMRC you need to help us out here we are ready you've got an army of bookkeepers ready to help lead the way and support accountants where they need it but you've got to help us you've got to give us a bone here like we can't do it all on our own 
um, and we need that support. And so I'm ho I'm really hopeful and I'm so grateful that you're out there banging the drum. ICB we know are as well. Um, and I, 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 like I said, I said my piece to Zero the other day and they were very much like, we will try and get you to talk. As someone, as a bookkeeper, I have my own practice and I work with accountants and I know that this is going to be a sticking point. I'm ready. I can do the monthly. I can do the quarterly. We can do all of that. Um, we've got accurate records, all digital. We are ready. None of this scares us. But if you don't give us the tools to be able to do this, then we're falling at the first hurdle. And that's a real shame. I, I should come up with a question, but I've just got off my soapbox and I haven't got anything. <laughs> I, I don't know what I'm going to ask now. <laughs> so, Stuart, thinking of it, with all this in mind, maybe you're a new bookkeeper. Maybe you've started up your practice and you've got, um, maybe you didn't choose the best clients to begin with. And maybe you have got a few of these clients that are all handing you shoeboxes. I've sat there in the middle of my rug trying to work out 12 months of um, around me of piles of receipts, getting rid of the Chewitz wrappers or whatever inside. And um, I've, I've done that. I've been there. And that thought of already, I'm already charging them this amount of money a month and I already don't see my value. And now I've got to have this conversation. So I think what me and Zoe try and say is, you know, it's about being that, um, person, that expert that you are. Now, listening to this today, maybe you've heard some things. Maybe you didn't know that there was a £10,000 limit. Maybe you didn't know that this um, was for landlords as well. Start sharing this. Just the little snippets that you found out. You, you being here today makes you more of an expert than the average person in a room. And that's where people need that's why they need you to just go and say, do you know what? I've just been on a podcast. Did you know that these things come in? And um, HMRC, I haven't spoken much about it. Maybe you haven't heard, but this is what I've learned today. And they're like, oh, wow, she knows what she's talking about or he knows what he's talking about. Um, and that's where I think we that's our role at the moment is to start just making people aware, sharing what we're learning as we go along. We don't have all the answers. HMRC don't have the answers. So how are we going to have the answers? The notices don't really share. Go on and find that notice and share it with your clients and say, you know, I've, I've read through this. It's, it's not full of loads of detail, but this is a starting point. If you have any questions, we can start having a conversation and they and don't think you need to know the answers because none of us have the answers. But we do say, OK, as soon as we know the answer, you'll be the first to know and just start being that. Per I think that's all we can do at this point, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, as you said, it's that confidence to have those conversations with clients. So they, they're they aware, you know, we're still 18 months away from mandation. Ideally, we want to get people in the habits now, if possible. It might be the sort of thing that if they've got a 31 March year end, have the conversation with them now or next time you speak to them before they bring their next books in and say, hey, just so you know, from April 2024, you are going to be required to do X, Y and Z. If you'd like to chat about it, let me know. But be aware that this is happening in one form or another. I am here to support you. If you need anything, come and come and give us an ask as well, just to make sure it's there. And, and as you say, it's about having those conversations. And it gives you that opportunity to have that contact. If it's someone who you're, you're new to the profession, you've started out with your own uh, your own bookkeeping practice, and maybe you've only spoken to a couple of your clients once or twice, what a great opportunity just to send, have admin Friday afternoon, a couple of emails go, oh, hello, Betty, great to hear from you. Just so you know, I found out about this. Here's some links that I found, read up on. It's going to impact you from April 24. 
if you want to chat about how we can deal with this, let me know. And then it's just, as you said, it shows that you are that trusted and that important partner, that important cog in their business to keep it running. And it also demystifies it. There's nothing worse than having one of those brown letters that some of our clients found for VAT when they said, hello, you must do making tax digital. And everyone's like, what is a making tax digital? Same thing about the portal closing on the 1st of November. Those people who aren't using MTD compliance software and they're VAT registered, and there's about 50% of those traders who are voluntarily registered for MT, uh, voluntarily VAT registered, who are going to have to comply with MTD from the 1st of November on the without using the existing HMRC gateway, these are the opportunities to have those conversations rather than having the brown envelope or also worst case scenario, hey, I've been told this by HMRC, why haven't you told me about this before sort of thing? So it just makes sure that, again, you're leading that conversation and just having those conversations, having that opportunity just to make sure that, you know, you're there for your client. And the value that that brings automatically will just al allow those difficult conversations. And as, as we said before, if you have to raise your fees because you're going to see them four times a year, you've broached that topic nice and early. It's not something that your, your organization is doing. It's something that is being mandated through law to do. And although, you know, phrased much nicer than that's to client, so it doesn't sound as spooky or scary. But I think that's the direction. And as you said, we'll get that sorted. We'll get better education from HMRC. We'll get multiple agency. And then, as you said, the bookkeeper community is ready and raring to go. The opportunity to grow our practices for MTD is so high at the moment. It's huge. And as people grow to realize the importance of the role, as they are starting to now within HMRC and government, it will only lead to us having that better better positioning as we go forward and essentially taking the place rightly. And as you said, and some people see it, we're not equal to accountants. 100% bookkeepers are. It is such an imperative function to a business that MTD will now give us the ability to have that spotlight, to have us have our bragging rights go, hey, we know our stuff and we are adding value to what we do. Oh, I love that. Stuart, thank you so much. I feel like we've learned so much today and we've spoken about some really important conversations and I've been seeing the chat as well with people, uh, you know, just the conversation about like record keeping and what do we need to do and what do our clients need to do? It's so helpful. How can people find the resources that Zero have on MTD if they want to go and find out more about how Zero is supporting Zero users? So on our on our website, you just uh, we've got a drop down. It's our MTD for its uh, hub. So obviously we're focusing quite a lot of our materials on making tax for income tax from twenty four. But there's also a whole array of support on there for VAT. So if you've got those uh, clients who are having to now bridge that first of November close that portal, we've got some stuff there for for you as well. Um, sign up to all of our newsletters. If you're a zero user, we've got webinars are plenty. And more importantly, if you want, if you are a zero user and you've got clients who you think, hey, these guys would be ready to be part of the pilot so we can get a few people and test our processes, let us know. We can check if your client's eligible. We send off their, uh, we send off their details to HMRC, do an eligibility check at this stage. And if they are, they can get in the pilot. They can start filing so they can learn the processes. Because I think that's one of the key things as well. We don't want to get to April 2024 with nobody, everyone having to have a big bang. If you can get one or two clients in there early, either in this tax year or next, and just do that cycle for 12 months so you're familiar with the approach and so your clients are familiar with the approach, that's going to really help you broaden and expand out as MTD comes into play. 
Yeah, I agree. I think that's such an amazing idea. Stuart, thank you so much for your time today. Really loved speaking to you. We'll share those links in the show notes as well. Thank you everyone for joining us live and everyone who's watching, listening to the replay. Um, we will see you next week for another episode. Thanks everyone. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Don't forget to join us every week for the Bookkeepers podcast. For topical bookkeeping chat, why not join our free Facebook group, The Six Figure Bookkeepers Club, or visit us at thesixfigurebookkeeper.com. 